0: Welcome to the Conscious Business Leader Show. I'm Anna Choi, founder and CEO of Conscious Business Coaching, helping high achieving business leaders prevent burnout to grow in flow. Our firm empowers the next generation of global leaders who will cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness. Join us for the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing business inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Ready? Let's go. So
1: today we have Adam Clark of Tangible Solutions with us. Thank you so much for joining us, Adam.
2: I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Excited to be here.
1: Excited to have you. And of course, want to learn about your journey. So if you can kind of just go into that, maybe even just a couple of things that just really kind of took who you were, your career into a different direction, obviously, then ended up with Tangible Solutions.
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, I think it all started when I was exiting the Army, trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do with my life. Um, went from barrel chest freedom fighter to promotional item salesman, you know, selling pens and scrunchy balls and, you know, mm-hmm. to try to get people to put their logos on it and buy that from mm-hmm. me. So um, that was a, a kind of a humbling experience uh, to just kind of go from that to you know, really trying to grind, go door to go door and you know, mm-hmm. get kicked out of places and whatnot. And then I ended up uh, trying to sell pens to a defense company and I had used their technology. They hired me up there. Um, I started to learn a little bit more how business actually works versus, you know, looking in and thinking, you know, like how it works. Um, and that's where I met Chris as my business partner. Uh, we started, uh, got a couple of machines in a garage and we were using mm-hmm. our lunch breaks while we were working for the company to try to go around town and sell our wares or make cold calls in a back conference room that they let us have. And, uh, then we got, then that's kind of how we, we evolved from that, got out of there and, built where we're at today we're got about 25,000 square feet 11 3d printers and uh, probably on track to print you know close to 50 60,000 implants this year and uh, yeah it kind of all started with focus a couple years ago and it's been really a wild ride to try to take a new technology additive manufacturing or 3d printing apply it to a niche and have some success especially uh, in a you know high regulation industry such as implants and, uh, being able to work with the FDA the nuances of that. It's been Mm -hmm. its own little, um, interesting journey, but you know, high level, that's where, that's where we're at.
1: Absolutely. Definitely some different routes that you took in order to get to where you are today.
2: Oh, for sure. You know, it's kind of like old school, like cold calling and whatnot. campaigning of trying to get the word out of, uh, you know, who we are and what we do and making sure that, um, we can continue to recruit people, um, get the word out of, um, like, you know, who we're who we are and what we do, and trying to work with others to uh, be a little bit different. You know, when you're selling what we're doing here, it's not mainstream. You know, it's not like we're a traditional manufacturing company mm-hmm. that uh, has been established with the technology that's been established. We're a brand new company with a brand new technology trying to sell it into an industry that likes things a certain way and has to have a high you have to have proof that it works, and right. know, people aren't just going to buy off on it. So, there was a lot of you know, barriers and frontiers that needed to be explored for us to have success. And that came with a lot of pain, but uh, anything worth anything comes with a fight. And uh, it's kind of what we kept telling ourselves to stay in it, you know, so we didn't lose our minds you know, <laughs> as we went through this whole endeavor. But, yeah. Right.
1: So you kind of mentioned, obviously, your journey and how everything came together. But I'm curious, what was the decision like as far as implants specifically and exactly what you do?
2: Uh, You know, there was a night when Charlie came home and he had a small printed, like, titanium piece. Mm -hmm. I remember holding that and holding that up to the light and being like, dude, we 3D printed this. This is insane. (laughs) And we didn't know it at the time, but that was, like, pretty powerful for us. Um, but what we had done was evolved from going door to door and mm-hmm. you know, just trying to ring and the cold call. And we started to host breakfast briefings and we had folks come to us and we would host a breakfast and talk, you know, you know spread the gospel of additive manufacturing. And we had medical folks keep coming. And so we started to look at that and be like, why do we keep having these folks show up? And we started to speak with them. They had viable projects, projects that really aligned with the state of the technology of where it was where the market was and kind of uncovered this little niche for ourselves um and then they you know i had a customer come say hey would you be a contract manufacturer for us you know print these in high volume and we're like oh great so we had a business case we had a customer went to the bank and even at that time we were still spread out all over the place we were still servicing aerospace defense doing some other customers or other industries and um you know, we just really started to hone in on the market and we realized that we needed more than just to be able to make parts. We had to have the regulatory side. We had to have um, some of the nuances of cleaning from the downstream operations. And as we started to build this ecosystem of a business in our minds, we realized that we couldn't be everything to everybody. And I think, right. you know, everyone hears that, but when you feel that mm-hmm. and, and you're messing projects up for this customer and that customer, and you really look at your customer base and say, "Who's the most important here?" And I don't want to you know, like we cannot screw up with these folks. And it was mm-hmm. like our medical people, and we had a board man, member challenge us and say, "Hey, what are you guys? Mm-hmm. Are you just a job shop? Or are you a manufacturer? Like, what are you?" And so Chris and I, my business partners, really sat down and like I c- gave us an identity of a contract manufacturer, three print titanium orthopedic implant. And we got really specific because there's so much, there, I don't think people really realize how much knowledge there is in a niche. Right. You know, you can go really deep and um, become an expert in that and it takes time, but it can happen faster if you're not spread out all over the Looking market. at everything else,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, like
2: we had become experts in aerospace regulatory and at the same time become experts in medical mm-hmm. regulatory. What we were doing that we were failing. And so then we just put all energy into this. And then that allowed us to recruit from this industry who had knowledge about this. Mm -hmm. stuff. And so that allowed us to really you know, accelerate our focus and our growth was because we actually trimmed Mm -hmm. things down a little bit. So made it a lot easier to balance.
1: Absolutely. So there's definitely a benefit that sometimes, you know, money-wise it seems like you want to take on all the clients and do everything, but really in the Mm -hmm. long run, it can just be more beneficial to just narrow down and become experts and get that deeper knowledge in one niche area
2: absolutely absolutely you know even even people who you know clean out gutters Mm -hmm. yeah you know it's like don't take on you know lawn mowing just clean out gutters just focus on that because that's a whole nother bit of equipment that you have to buy people that you have to buy you have to Mm -hmm. do that you're spread all over it's seasonal it's this like just focus on what you're good at we're the titanium guys in our industry people know we really you know people come to us and know like we're a small outfit but Mm-hmm. Um, comparatively well, to our done. competitors, mm-hmm. but we get the job done, and we're really good at it. And because c- this is all we do, you know, right. there's a lot of times we say no, even to our own customers. Like, hey, can you print this? Can you? What about this material? Like, no, we are contract manufacturer three print titanium orthopedic implants.
1: This is what we do. This
2: is what we do. I told you that.
1: Right. So, tell us about how you want to build awareness around manufacturing.
2: Yeah. So when we started going door to door, we just noticed that Dayton was a sleepy town, and And, you know, I I combine that with my own experiences of getting out of the army, the company I worked for, um, part of my job was to drive around and find uh, warehouses or factories that we could refurbish Humvees that were coming back from theater. And I just found that there was a ton of Mm -hmm. manufacturing facilities sitting vacant, you know, freshly closed. And it really, it hurt. I was still kind of in this weird identity crisis mode coming from military to civilian life and mm-hmm. it was really sad to me to just you know having mm-hmm. known people that didn't come home and and those that did that were struggling and just that whole you know that there's there's that whole culture mm-hmm. and to see manufacturing like gone right you know cuz i think there's a lot of power to be held in manufacturing or influence you a power that influence you know putting people to work having you know putting their hands on things that sell products that go out i think there's a lot of influence there and was there was just none of that and so when we came to Dayton, we saw this town when I came to, it, we started walking the streets. It was just like, man, everyone's sleepy. Everyone's got hit in the teeth from the automotive days. And we really wanted to build a company that would make our hometown proud and kind of show the world that, you know, Dayton is still a premier spot to go for, for manufacturing in general. And we kind of wanted to add our little bit to that, yeah. you know, be a precision manufacturer, a couple of folks that were just kind of coming up, trying to make their way and, Showed like, this can be done in Dayton mm-hmm. again, you know, like, well, there's no reason to be sad anymore. Like we have to work hard to make our town known again, you know, uh, like we used to not, we still kind of say it too. Like we want to be, we want Dayton to be the Silicon Valley of manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Like we want it to be strong. It used to be known and, uh, you know, the town of 10,000 factories, cause there's, they're everywhere, wow, but okay. they're all skeletons now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of, uh, kind of sad. So we want to just do our part. Even if it's an inch, to just move it forward and create an organization that hopefully outlives us all, you know. So, I will warn you. My children might bust in here right now. I just saw one of them zipping across the floor. So,
1: <laughs> no who knows. problem. No, no days
2: all that good stuff.
1: Absolutely. And I kind of want to jump into that actually about kind of your personal side and everything you just mentioned, as far as kind of the identity crisis going from the army Mm -hmm. into civilian, what were some things that you did to make that transition, like just mentally and everything as well, what were some maybe techniques or tactics that you used to go through that transition?
2: For sure. I think when finding that I did a lot of, you know, you start with Google. I think a lot of us start Mm -hmm. with Google these days, you Mm -hmm. know, Uh, I was joking with someone earlier and, you know, I Googled once how to be a CEO. I had no idea. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you do this? But as you kind of search and try to figure this stuff out, you start to feel it inside, very unbalanced. You know, there's a point I was just really unhealthy. I wasn't eating right. Mm -hmm. Wasn't running. I wasn't doing the things that I love to do. You know, I didn't feel like I was having enough time with my children. And I had to work a balance. I had to take some time off. And I started to look at, started with my physical, like, like, body, like how I felt. Cause they re- everyone really feeds off the leaders in the organization, especially here, because it's still small. We're still grassroots, you know, still a lot of energy that I could bring to it. Um, but I wasn't I was just tired. I was tired. And so like I changed my eating habits. I really did some research on like what do I need to do to get healthy? And I started working out and we got a little like home made gym here at the shop. And it was weird at first to start working out while, you know, Uh, I'm working out of lunch. People are working. It was just kind of like, you know, should I be doing this? But Mm -hmm. I started to see people follow that lead. You
0: know, Mm -hmm. we had
2: some guys quit smoking. We had some people start working out. And then we Mm -hmm. started like a lunchtime workout group. And it was like a nice release for me to just like pump some iron, Mm -hmm. release the stress, and then go back to work in the afternoon. And it allowed me to get that workout in. So when I got home, you know, I would take a moment, take a breath. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people, do have do not have significant respect for ponderance. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I still lose it from time to time. But just sitting alone with yourself and putting that phone away. Mm-hmm. And you know, because I think like the phones, the dings, like that has really been a detriment to our society. Yes. But I think as leaders, if you're in a leadership position, you cannot be distracted. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of come within yourself and and get a little quieter, do a mm-hmm. lot more listening. And I think if you can find that meditative space, like really meditate or, you know, that yoga, like getting into yourself, into your heart. And, um, you know, cause I think like you can lose emotion when you're right. off balance, you can get angry, you can get sad, and it's not the response that you want to be giving to someone else or the reaction right. you want to be giving to someone else. So there is a lot of due diligence that one should put into them, into themselves how are, they, how are they feeling? Where do they want to go? And, mm-hmm. and you can't really know where you want to go if you don't take the time to sit down and listen to your head and let it all like clear out. You know, however that is. For me, it is meditation and, and yoga and, mm-hmm. and running and working out. It's those things for me. You know, some it might be journaling or something. But you have to have an outlet where you can really think about things and take that time and not feel guilty about it.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't
2: feel good Because like, they're all counting on you.
1: Right
2: to lead them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know they're joining you, and you've got to be able to have that energy and that clarity to get there in your own mind. But then you have to take it a step further and say, I got to have clarity for them to communicate this out, Mm -hmm. so they know where we're all going. And uh, it takes it takes more brain power um, than we realize to do that, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. We just have to be okay with that. I wasn't Mm -hmm. like I'm sitting here in silence. What oh. it's been right. two minutes, but you got to take that time, and it can like I because I read an article about how Steve Jobs would do it—just two minutes. Let's start with two, mm-hmm. and then you you know over time you get the five, and that's hard to sit there and do that when you're first starting out. But then you know now that now that I've been able to have, and it's a practice. It's not mm-hmm. something that you're just like, yep, I do it all the right. time. You know, it's a practice. It's a lifelong practice, and taking joy in that, um, I think, is probably really important. Your mental state, you know, as right. People got to be staying, got to stay in check with that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important what you said, as far as being example as a leader, that it's not only okay, but it's important to try to search those other parts of yourself. We're not trying to just build, you're not trying to build yourself as a worker or a business person. It's the other parts mm-hmm. too. And like you said, once you started going to the gym, doing these things, other people follow and you're showing like, they do. yes, you need to be taking care of yourself in other ways. We're not, you're not just mm-hmm. here to work. There's other parts of you. You're a human.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we really encourage people. We do quarterly meetings now. We used to do month to month, but we've really encouraged people Mm -hmm. to take their vacation, take it all, take Mm -hmm. it, you know, and we have a use or lose policy anyway, but that's kind of from the early days of just being young and not being able to like build that up and pay someone out or something Mm -hmm. if they left. But like, I want them to take, because like we were getting burnt out Mm -hmm. and we were losing the advantage uh, to continue to grow you know mm-hmm. it was just like oh kind of coming in here like this should be fun we mm-hmm. should be just having a great old time and if you're not having a good time they're not having a good time and they're because they're they're following your vibe
1: mm-hmm. and
2: if you're not in check with what your vibe is you you know they're they're going to kind of just follow this isn't boss. their mm-hmm. endeavor this is your endeavor like mm-hmm. they're kind of joining you. they may have their own endeavor Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully what they can learn from you, but like, we wanted people to be well rested for when mm-hmm. those times came that we do need you on point, you're ready. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that we got to work a few extra hours. You know, you've got to maintain that balance between you know your life, your family, like that is what's important. That's why we work. Right. You know, we don't work for this. Like we work for our family. And I think if you lose that side of things, like they're not just over here while you do your thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: like they are why you do your thing mm-hmm. and so like you, you know if you're not given to that it's going to frustrate you at home and then it's going to show at work and it's shown with me you know some you know some of our managers You know, right. sitting mm-hmm. down like hey I know this experience I went through it you uh lose your computer privileges for the next weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw you were in here on Saturday you need to go home and not right go
1: right so. And so obviously like you said you're kind of trying to bring the culture back to Dayton. And then of course, you seem to have a good company culture. So where can our listeners go for more information about tangible solutions or just to connect and learn more about you?
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, we're active on LinkedIn. A lot of our employees are active on LinkedIn. We try to you know, push that out. There It's free. Uh, so we like to utilize that. That's fixed area. And then our website, we are coming out with a new one. So I'm excited to, um, you know, Throw that out there, but www.tangiblesolutions3d.com.
1: Wonderful. Adam Clark, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of that. We appreciate it.
2: I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to the Conscious Business Leader Podcast. If you're a conscious business leader or entrepreneur who would like to be on the program, please visit annasunchoy.com slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. And if you do that, tag us with the hashtag conscious Now, can you also hook us up now to your podcast player and just give us a thumbs up or a rating and review? Your feedback helps us better empower that next generation of global leaders to cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness through being a loving presence. While you're at it, hit the subscribe button. You know why? Because each week you're going to be inspired and energized 15 minutes a day. My name is Anna Choi. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at AnnaSunChoy.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Conscious Business Leader Movement.